Fortune and Strife features subjects which can be uncomfortable for a general audience, such as the use of drugs and alcohol, poor treatment of people of different classes or cultures, adult situations, psychological trauma, deprivation, survival, natural disasters, and violence. Listener discretion advised. In addition, these next few episodes of the show contain cultural and historical content based upon the peoples of Asia and the Far East. We are coming at this from a place of respect and genuine interest and a love of these cultures, places, and history. We may not get it 100% right all the time, and we ask you to bear with us and give us the benefit of the doubt, and we would let us know when we get it wrong. We want to be an ally in dispelling Orientalism that has affected the Asian and Middle Eastern communities around the world. Welcome to Fortune and Strife. I am Robert, or Bayushi Shinichi, and I'll be your host and narrator. I am Chini, and I am playing Toji Ken. I am Tyler, and I am playing Akoda Ricci. Let's play some L5R in the Burning Sands. So the next morning after your first meeting with the Emir, you were all looking at the sunrise, and you're brought out to uh, enjoy your morning meal. And uh, yeah, you all congregate together, and it is... Uh, uh, I, uh, let's say it's like a, like a grainy porridge that you're eating this morning. It's not bad, but it's, it's definitely different than what you're used to. Now you're missing your morning rice, but at the same time, uh, it's, uh, uh, creamy and warm and delicious. And you know what, a uh, little, little saltiness in, uh, with the, uh, uh, the farina in the morning, as they call it, is, uh, doing you well. Is Hayate up? Yeah, Hayate is with you. Uh, the four of you have a chance to uh, uh, to all sit down and uh, eat together and have a have a talk now. And uh, as everyone else is busy doing things around you in camp, uh, you have a chance, kind of as yourself, as no one is expecting the uh, the Rokugani, who are still mostly recovering uh, uh, in their eyes, to uh, to be to be put to work or anything like that. So you're kind of left to your own devices this morning. So you get a chance to uh, settle in with each other and. Uh, and catch up and kind of see how things are doing. Uh, it's good to see that you are well, Hayate, son. Uh, didn't have a chance to to tell you that before, but I'm grateful. I appreciate that, Doji-sama. It's uh, it's 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 good to, to uh, finally be uh, up and around and uh, having my wits about me again, being in the uh, the 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 waste like that, the, this desert is, I'm just not used to it. My skin is hot and red and burnt and peeling. Uh, I have sand everywhere and I'm just, I'm so used to the cool morning mists and the uh, Kitsune Mori and I just, I miss the trees and the, the moisture in the air. I'm, I've uh, sometimes uh, complained about the humidity in summers, but I would gladly take it back just to have moisture on my lips again. Well, hopefully we will find our way back, but I think we have a very long, long journey ahead of us. But at least we are alive and able to, to, to do that journey. It's something to look forward to, and I will, I will gladly uh, you know, uh, embrace the first of the tall trees I see once I return back to my beloved forest. <laughs> have you been able to figure out any of their tongue yet it's it's a it's, it's a it's a mismatch to me i'm they they they're using sounds that i'm just not used to i try to 
put my mouth to it and it all it all comes out clunky and slurred and it's it's people just look at me like i'm a congenial idiot so no nothing yet uh richie son i'm slowly trying to pick it up but i haven't had too much conversation with someone else to really go in on it so i i the sounds are at least roughly familiar uh i've i've heard a couple of the words being said uh from various unicorn adversaries i've had to go against uh but i uh i have a feeling that they're not polite words to say in in conversation i think that if we're going to get very far that's going to learning their tongue is going to be the first thing that we're going to have to figure out how to do, right? Uh, it is wonderful that the Amir has taken care of us, but uh, I I do not know if he will deliver us all the way back to Rokugan, and if we are going to find our way ourselves, we will need to know the tongue one way or another to see to see what we can do if it's as long if it's as far back as i think so um i was thinking for the rest of this journey back maybe we could all um if you are ready uh try to help out around to the camp and use the opportunity to uh, try and learn their tongue and we can meet back each day. Does that, it seems more useful to me than just sitting in the dark. <laughs> That's true. Uh, just from my brief experience around the camp, it uh, looks like things are pretty well organized, uh, which is really interesting to see in, in a caravan such as this but uh, they might still have need for a doctor or even perhaps a sparring partner. <laughs> even if it's something as simple as, I don't know, do they cut wood here? No, there are no trees. I haven't seen any trees around, yeah. See what kind of tasks the soldiers at the camp might do and try and make ourselves useful on them. But... Uh, Otherwise, doing that sort of thing as an opportunity to learn their language seems like a good mission to me. I, I, Sueno, son? Uh, yes. Uh, in, I've never been uh, particularly great with uh, uh, words and letters, but uh, I will do my best to uh, at least be observant, as I always have been, and try to pick up what I, what I can uh, just by uh, keeping an eye over your who and... Uh, on this camp, uh, it definitely reminds me of uh, uh, a bit of when the uh, Mia came through with the Emperor's blessing. Uh, seems like something along those lines. Uh, 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 more than just a, a simple trade caravan. There are soldiers, and uh, these are people with moneyed goods, and uh, but but not just the the random wares of uh, of peddlers. If you if you look, it's not just random assortments of trade goods that they have. 
Mm. Well then, anyway, that that that's my suggestion until we get to wherever it is we're we're going. It seems right. like something that shouldn't be too hard to pass the time, at least. So after the conversation, Ricci decides that it's best to keep in a martial practice where he can, uh, because the past couple of days he's been he hasn't been able to to draw a sword or practice any of his katas. So Ricci wanders on over to the more military part of the camp where all the mercenaries and guards are, you know, sitting around doing their thing. You know, they're they're handling their chores, they're sharpening blades, they're doing everything that you would expect that these guards would be doing. And Ricci shows up in the same uh the same outfit as he was wearing with the meal with the Emir. And the guards kind of scoff at this outfit that he's wearing it's not really a good martial outfit it's more of a you know something for aesthetics and and dress but Richie does still have his katana on him and spots a couple of the the training swords if you will not they're not made out of bamboo or or wood uh, but it's made out of a, another strange material that uh, Richie's just not familiar with and as he's spotting, noticing those, uh, a, a larger gentleman walks up and says some words to Richie. Richie obviously does not understand uh, until the larger man picks up two of these swords and throws one at Richie. And upon Richie catching it, starts doing a practice duel. Uh, well, duel, as I say, is, is just one on one sparring. And the the sword feels really awkward in Richie's hand. He's only barely able to get some of these uh, blows deflected and doesn't really get a good chance to swing back. But during this entire time, this guy is taunting him and or at least the the sound that the guy is making is is very taunting. But he's starting to slowly start picking up on some of these words that maybe not one to use at dinner but more of one that if I wanted to get a an inciting point across, I, I, I could do so. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I will I will go on. Um, so after we break up, the caravan is moving and again is walking up and down the line of uh pack animals and these giant lumpy horse things that uh are very foul tempered that uh, uh seem to be carrying a large amount of of the burdens and uh she's walking back and forth along the lines and trying to ask questions of the people who are leading these giant lumpy horse things uh what is this it's a camel and she tries to reproduce the sound and otherwise uh asking as best she can but the camels are starting to get rather annoyed with her presence and uh they're shooting her off a little bit so she falls back 
and she uh, notices that on one of the camels, a uh, strap holding some of the packaging on it seems to have gotten uh, worn or cut in some way. And so thinking she's being very helpful, she uh, goes up to the person leading the caravan and she's trying desperately to communicate that the the strap is uh, worn and the this particular camel driver is rather bad tempered and keeps trying to shoo her shoo her away and she keeps pointing at the strap and she, she keeps shooing her away and eventually she uh you know leads the camel driver back to the strap and points at it and uh just as the the whole thing is starting to come apart and uh it slides and she's not really succeeded but in their uh attempt to figure out what's what happened and what all was wrong with the strap they do actually uh manage to explain to her sort of kind of what these creatures are and what a strap is and uh how how that is supposed to work but mostly they're doing it while actually scolding her because uh they don't quite think it's her fault but she should have told them sooner but she couldn't when the caravan breaks a few days later for uh, the evening Richie goes up to one of the chefs and starts talking or at least communicating as best as he can uh with the chef about what kind of ingredients are going in so you know starting to learn words like olive and spices and hot um and so richie goes back and forth between uh, a couple of the different chefs to learn a lot of the more various methods uh, and, and techniques they're using to cook some of this food and is a little shocked to learn that the there is uh, some actual meat in some of these meals and is uh, not not exactly unhappy but also a little put off by some of this food <laughs> but there's just a overall conversation because uh when you love food you'll make a way to talk about it so uh so at at sunset we've been traveling for a couple of days and again is still yeah always as always uh pulling out her book in the evening and looking at the uh desert flora and fauna uh being uh out there and drawing pictures of it but she has a problem because every time she encounters a bug a curly-tailed scorpion a spider anything else she sees a hole for it a beetle uh someone or other sees her and like drags her away from it and says no <laughs> and you know or 
what she has learned, come to learn, is, is no or danger. And uh, she, she is slowly realizing that pretty much everything in this desert is probably venomous or poisonous or just wants to kill her on bad attitude and that includes the camels so she is uh uh getting very well aware of what the uh what the words for danger are mostly because she seems to have an uncanny knack for stumbling towards it and needing to be pulled away by by caravan guards who think she is rather foolish for it but she does have lots of questions afterwards to figure out what all of these various dangers of the desert are even if she has rather bad luck in almost encountering them again and towards the end of the journey Richie is traveling along the caravan just as as per normal and a smaller uh, child is running around uh, playing and just having fun uh, but trips and and scrapes up their knee uh, Richie just being right there uh, runs over and just tears off a part of his uh, outfit to start covering up the uh, the the wound and the knee uh, and you know just trying to be uh, nice about it and all uh, the kid you know had cried a little bit at first but you know calmed down when he sees this stranger coming up to him and and you know at least you know trying to take care of the the this problem as, as fast as possible but you know Richie's you know just pointing at him and being like me and the, the the kid doesn't really understand what's going on. You know, Richie says knee again. And, you know, still not, not anything. Uh, and then Richie points to his own knee and says knee, points to the kid's knee and says knee. And then kind of like motions. And the kid says the word uh, knee in his language. And so Richie starts repeating it that way. And uh, through a process of a bit of childish glee, uh, both participants in this conversation start pointing to different parts of the body and stating different things. So Richie now knows like head, shoulders, knees, toes. It <laughs> uh, just goes through and, and learns the, the, the very, very basic words for anatomy of, of uh, between, you know, uh, a, you know, this kid and, and uh, a full grown samurai. <laughs> Right. And right at the, you know, one of the nights uh, um, towards the end, after a little while, um, Dojigen has managed to become friends by, you know, bringing them their tea in the evening and uh, otherwise being friendly with some of the guards on the emir's tent uh not to necessarily have audiences with the emir but what she has done over the course of their walking is she spends time just watching the emir and watching how 
the soldiers and other people go up to him and how they react to him and she takes she takes that time and she's she's watching it closely and so one evening um she figures out well they reach a a small encampment it's not um it's not part of their army. It's just a small, like, little village encampment that they they pass as they're nearing this, nearing their destination, and some riders from outside the camp come and greet the emir to talk. And she can't understand what they're saying, but she watches how they greet him. And so, uh, for the next time that she goes to meet him, instead of greeting him. The way she had before, she she copies the greeting that uh, this these these visitors uh, used in in style and uh, manages to pull off a, a suitable greeting, which is humorous enough that uh, the emir does manage to uh, smile at her and uh, see that she has got that, that much, maybe, correct. That she's picked up etiquette, if not the language itself. I like that. All right, so you guys really played into uh, advantages, drives, and, and, and interests of your characters uh, really well. I, I really dug that, so... Um, yeah, let's go ahead and make a, a culture check here. Um, I would normally say it is a four, but I think the way you guys uh, played up uh, different uh, advantages, disadvantages, and all that stuff, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, knock it down uh, two. So this will be a TN2 culture check, and we'll see... Uh, what you guys might wind up with afterwards for an advantage or disadvantage, depending whether you have a uh, uh, success or shortfall. Alrighty. Well, with this one, uh, I'll go ahead and roll my one culture with my earth ring. Cause I feel this is more of a scholarly pursuit that Richie's taking. So earth stance or not stance. Sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, let me, let me redo that part. <clears throat> so I'll go ahead and take my one culture and I will roll my earth ring with it. Cause it seems like more of a scholarly thing to do. Uh, so we'll go ahead and go with the earth three scholar one or not scholar yeah. culture one. <laughs> yeah. No, playing uh, head, shoulders, knees and toes. Yeah. The uh, it's a bit playful, but it's also rote memorization. I think uh, goes well with that. Yeah. All right. And I am going to be doing a lot of careful observing of all of the subtle behaviors of um, people are doing the intonations and, and analyzing it that way. I'm relying on my memory, but I'm trying to get more than just memory, but be able to carry off body language, intent. So I, I'm thinking an error approach might might be the best. Analyzing. I think, I think that's for, for analysis. I think that's a great way to go with it. Yeah. All right. So I'm going air culture with mine. 
All right. All right. So for my role, I got a decent amount of exploding successes, but I only kept two. So I have two successes, one opportunity, and three strife. Uh, Oof, three strife. That is that is pretty rough. Three strife's a little rough, but uh, considering we've kind of leveled out on strife, I'm I'm okay taking all three. Uh, but uh, for the, the opportunity, how do, you think, how do you think how do you think the strife manifests? I'm curious in this regard over your over your the course of your. Uh... Well, actually, it works out pretty well. Uh, I'm going to attribute it one per uh, scene that came up. Uh, one strife came from, you know, not really doing that well against the the, the training duel against the, the mercenary. Uh, one strife just because, oh, oh, God, I'm eating meat, red meat specifically. Mm -hmm. I like it. And another strife as in, oh, I've got to I've got to rely on this kid to, to actually learn this language. But you know or what? It could be a positive one. It could be positive. Emotions. It could be the giddiness oh, yeah. of play being playful with the with the kid. Right. I mean, actually, I strife I like, is not negative. Yeah, I like that better. Um, uh, you know, I've made a friend. Kind of kind of deal. It means you're a little distracted, but you're giddy and you're having fun. But it still causes you to be a bit emotionally, uh, you know, uh, uh Elevated, how shall we say? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I like that. And so for the opportunity, uh, what I'd like to add on a little bit to this is that I, I picked up a little bit more of the language, but specifically uh, more on the anatomy side, because, you know, medic training is, is what I've got. And so I kind of pick up on that a little bit more so than the other uh, parts. I still pick up on you know a little bit of the taunting, uh, a little bit of the food stuff. But when it comes to uh, pointing out like this is the head, this is you know a hand, I get a little bit more of that. Okay. Uh, with uh, with that success, uh, I think that we can go ahead and give you uh, how should we say call this advantage this uh, this distinction? Uh, how about like Kamarist anatomy? And yeah. You can uh, you can communicate. Uh, I think the narrative thing will be like you can communicate uh, different parts of the body and um, uh, things like and, and uh, parts of and things like that that involve uh, anatomy and physiology between the two cultures, and it will allow you to reverse two dice when trying to deal with uh, bodily uh, issues uh, with uh, usually medicine checks and or um, uh, fitness checks. Works for me. All right. Sounds good. Why don't you go ahead and write up that new distinction for yourself? All right. And again, how did you do? Um, I got three successes, two opportunities, and one strife. Not bad. So yeah. My maybe, role. Yeah, like you said, the 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 strife could definitely be from the uh they didn't necessarily blame you for the things that went bad, but they really wish you got to them sooner, even though you were desperately trying to. And it's a little exasperation, <laughs> I think, could really describe that one strife for sure. Yeah, she's she's mostly strife because it's like everything here wants to kill me. <laughs> that too, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's almost like being in Australia. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> that, that. All right. Well, it's three like, successes. I don't want to be uh, lost in the desert. <laughs> it's more than you but needed. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I would like to uh, use the opportunity. I'd like to use one opportunity if possible. And this may be both depending on what you think it's worth um, mm -hmm. to have learned some more 
about Kamarist culture um, in particular. So okay. watching watching the body language, like I said, I've been watching the relationships between uh, people, like who bows to who or do they bow or who defers to who is probably better. All that, that, that subtle that's subtle stuff, you know, that's yeah. why I was kind of doing air because I'm trying to see this, these subtle relationships, like who do I not piss off? How do I know that that's the kind of person not, not to piss off? Who's, who's higher in status than who? And if they are higher in status than me, how do I, how do I behave around them? That's I'm trying to get yeah. that subtle body language stuff I think, I as think well as just the language. So um, I'm thinking that that is at least one, possibly two, because uh, we can now frame your advantage, depending on how broad you want to make it with things spent on it. Do you think you want it to be something like um, uh, Kamarist interpersonal relationships or uh, Kamarist... Um, uh, uh, mores and norms. Um, uh, maybe just Kamarist yeah. courtesy. There you go. Kamarist like courtesy, mm -hmm. since courtesy is skill anyway. And I think that it's worth to given this situation. I think I, I think so. I think learning their their courtesies, their etiquettes, uh, and uh, how they how to behave with them. So let's go ahead and say, um. The narrative uh, aspect of it is that you have picked up the uh, subtle intricacies of uh, how you behave in uh, Kamarist uh, uh, regions, and therefore uh, you, uh, you know, automatically, uh, you know, know the modes of address and uh, behaviors of uh, how to be courteous to others, and you don't have to make tests to. Um, uh, uh, to to do the kind of basic stuff, and then of course there will be reroll two dice when making uh, uh, air courtesy or air culture checks to um, pick up new and interesting ideas in Kumarist areas. All right, uh, or that something sounds, along those lines. But yeah, but effectively, yeah, you you will automatically know how to interact with people. Uh, from from here on out the basics the basics yeah absolutely yeah the base the basics of how to greet people how to say hello how to say goodbye how to ask things uh, all that stuff is is second nature to you now um and again when trying to decipher more intricate or detailed or secretive uh, uh things you know um the unwritten rules you can go ahead and get the extra two dice to figure those things out. all right thank you yeah, I think mean, that's perfect. Yeah, those are those will be fun little distinctions that'll come up uh, and play here for sure, and uh, might even have some payoff in Rokugan if you just start dealing with the the unicorn or other folks there. Right on. Uh, and then yeah, we'll feel free to be able to also point at those advantages as hey, picked up uh, a bit of the language. Uh, I will say you're not perfectly fluent yet, but you should be able to talk with uh, some people uh, at least on a basic level from here on out. Uh, for your kind of basic needs for so food, uh, you know, water, shelter, you know, uh, uh, different, different things like that. Uh, and, you know, maybe things will get a bit more uh, uh, things that are complicated. I might have you still make a check for, but for the most part, we'll say basic uh, communications 
uh, can be handled, whether it still takes a little bit of time or not, and uh, juggling of the language. It should work out, though. Um, I did have one question before we go on in of terms of one of those scenes was me with my book and studying bugs for whatever it was worth. Can I uh, drop down some strife? You certainly may. All right. Thank you. Mm hmm. Uh, and Richie, you did do gourmet. Uh, that can also reduce three strife for you if you'd like. Uh, I'm going to keep it only because I got the strife as part of like actually talking about uh, food. Mm -hmm. So I'm more, I would say that I was talking about food and then I got the strife just to keep things fair. That sounds fair. Um, let's see here. Um, yeah, I think that works. Okay. So after several days of travel and interaction with the uh, caravan here and the, these people who you've now learned Kumarists, uh, the Kumaris they refer to themselves, uh, where you can kind of teach them Rokugani and things like that along those lines. And a couple cultural things have been exchanged. Uh, words have uh, started to be translated over. Loan words are going to be carried over by people with some new slang. And who knows, you might even drop a few words that'll confuse your friends and family when you get back to Rokugan. But uh, yeah, you've picked up a few things here and there, and they're going pretty well. When uh, the Amer, who is usually pretty busy uh, throughout the day, uh, does uh, ask for the four of you to come uh, to his tent uh, after several days of journey. Uh, and, you know, his usual attendant comes by uh, and brings you uh, over to them. You've uh, come to know that this man is known as Fuad. And while it's a little bit uh, of a complicated uh, word for you to get out, uh, you've uh, come to a, at least a... Uh, a good way of saying it with your own uh, accent, uh, where he's uh, stopped chuckling uh, every time you try his name out. But yes, uh, Fuad comes by and lets you know the Sultan, sorry, the Emir would like to uh, speak with you once more. And you all gather uh, in the, again, the, the large uh, largest tent in the camp. Uh, and the Emir is like, ah, oh, my friends, I'm so glad uh, that you have, uh, you know, made uh made this journey as easy as you can on on yourselves you've definitely uh come to meet my people and tried to understand them and 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 we've uh all had uh, both a both a good laugh and uh uh some some understanding between each other and i'm i'm glad to hear that uh if you don't mind i have a few questions uh, of my own of uh Rokugan and it could help uh, further improve these uh, relations between our, uh, our our two respective empires. Oh, of course, your your camp has been very generous. Though I do not know what kind of questions we would be able to answer that you would be interested in. But please, well, yeah, no, it uh, mostly revolves around how much do you know of. Uh, the Komaris and uh, our ways, our religion and religion. Do corn speak of us much? Not at all. Not at all. Interesting. We have quite a bit of dealings, uh, both uh, positive and negative, at our the unicorn over the years, uh, especially the uh, uh, the Ujik tribe of the Bodo and the clan of Shinjo. Um, well, uh, if they don't speak of us, uh, well, what do they speak of when they speak of uh, their travels outside of Rokugan? Unfortunately, my interactions with the unicorn are more violent. 
my clan is very much on edge with the unicorn. Uh, it has not yet escalated into war, but uh, just a uh, one wrong misstep could bring it that way. But I don't have a lot of social interaction with the Shinjo or the Ide or of anybody else of the unicorn for that matter. That is uh, something that we have also learned over the years. Uh, have spoken of peace and and just of uh, travels. Uh, they've also uh, been ones who are ready to commit violence uh, when the need arises. Sometimes uh, uh, rather abruptly and quickly and decisively at times. Their mastery of the uh, of the terrain and of uh, the cavalry uh, far outweighs almost uh, any other state that they've uh, come come across. The unicorn are mighty warriors, and uh, but they also have a, a generous and uh, welcoming spirit, especially in interactions with my clan. Though uh, their ways are considered still strange to our culture and they are slow to they are slow to um assimilate fully and uh and leave the desert behind them but they still touch the desert so perhaps that is part of the reason why they uh, hold themselves off to a degree. The same can be said out here. While the Shinjo have set down roots here and there with different communities, they've uh, also been just known to uh, uh, get up and leave. They've they they seem to have trouble, as you say, assimilating to whatever culture they've uh, they've come across. I guess including their own home culture. What are some of the strangest things uh, that uh, people say about the unicorn or that the unicorn practice uh, uh, back in your own lands? I wonder if it's some of the same that uh, that uh, they're known for out here. I glance at I glance <laughs> at uh, Richie. Well, their cooking style is considered quite uh, unusual, different, unusual. <laughs> The the Emir laughs at that, and uh, that is that is funny that you should say so. Out here, uh, they are known for uh, eating eating plainly and not enjoying the the finer uh, spices or or, or flavors uh, the, that that uh, that others do. Uh, I, but I could see it on your faces that uh, it is uh, clearly in in Rokugan they are the adventurous ones, while uh, they are almost uh, thought of as uh, uh, timid eaters and consider. Uh, can, uh, some ways uh uh in 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 our lands uh forgive me for saying so but indeed in the empire uh when it is uh when one has been blessed by the fortunes with uh fresh food granted from the sea and from the land uh there is less 
need to uh, cover it cover the flavors up with uh, dried powders of different types um the taste is good enough but i do know that in other clans where such fresh food is harder to get the need for more exotic spices becomes more necessary i suppose it's true and uh we have to do so much preparation out here that uh, sometimes you have to uh overdo some of the uh the salt or other preservation methods uh, with uh, new and better flavors than are uh, presented just with the, uh, with the preservation techniques. That is fair. That is fair. <clears throat> and I, I tend to notice that back in the empire, we more lean on the sweeter flavors of food. Uh, whereas uh, so far I have tasted more of the uh, bitter and savory sides here. Mm, yeah, no, that is uh uh, that is a fair one. Well, uh, when we uh, when we get back to uh, uh, to the jewel of the desert, to El Zawari, uh I shall shall have to introduce you to a few dishes uh, that are uh, sweetened with uh, honey and uh, pistachio nuts. You will you will fall in love with it. It is it is one of the most decadent things, uh, almost to the <laughs> point that those who are uh, truly devout try to only uh, partake of it on uh, special holidays and in in uh, feast uh, festivals, but uh, the rest of the year they try to abstain. Otherwise, they feel they might become gluttonous and and uh, and and uh, overly overly round. <laughs> well, I shall look forward to it. Uh, what of uh, any cultural practices, uh, religious observances? How do the unicorn uh, maintain their connections with their uh, with their homeland in that way? I'm not much on the side of their religious uh methods uh, i i assume they follow the kami and the fortunes the same as as any other rokugani uh i have heard of the the moto death clans or something of the sort i'm not entirely certain it's just it's always one of those things where the moto are yelling about something or another when they're charging into battle i, I I don't follow it all that much. Mm. I mean, we have heard of these, uh, these death gods of the Moto. They definitely seem to fill their uh, uh, their own. And he uses a, an, an odd word. It's not quite... Uh, uh, it's definitely not to something along the lines of Shugenja or spiritualist that you might speak of there. It's almost more of akin to, say, uh, a Sukai. Uh, when he uh, says something along the lines of uh, she picked up uh, sorcerer, uh, that their sorcerers are uh, one to get their people riled up with this idea of uh, of their death gods. It's definitely more of an unsettling term that, like I said, it comes across more like, uh, uh, like I said, a, a, a tsukai than, uh, than a shigenja when he says it. If If such a thing is practiced, it is practiced in the most tribal of the people, not in the fashion of the Ide who present themselves in the courts of other clans. Uh, it the sounds Ide we, we very... Know of. They, they, they definitely present themselves as uh, uh, the friendly open hand of the unicorn. 
But it is it's... the... And he kind of uh, uh, pauses there a bit to, to, for a little emphasis. It is Daiuchi that I am most interested in. And you, you kind of see Hayate uh, kind of clench his fists a little bit uh, at this. Uh, kind of, for whatever reason, he is having a, a kind of a, a bit of a defensive uh, reaction to what the Emir is saying. Daiuchi. Um... I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll on this. Sure thing. And um, I'm going to roll a theology check, but uh, and it'll be an earth theology check. Yeah, I think right. so. Uh, well, I guess I, what 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 information are you trying to recall? If I am trying to see. I, I'm just saying what I might know about unicorn religious practices. Okay, what sure might know. thing. It's Absolutely. not a. It's a topic she does not focus on. He, she opposite. Absolutely right. On. You, you, you <laughs> go ahead and uh, say that uh, your, how shall we say, uh, uh, religious skepticism, skepticism is going to come in as a disadvantage here. So you'll have to re-roll two dice. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be a TN2 Earth Theology check to kind of uh, remember Ayuchi religious practice. Okay, I'm going to roll just straight up Earth then. I have zero theology. And, and I've got to re-roll. re-roll both those, the, those two exploding successes, yep. <laughs> Not bad. All right. So, um, I... I'll see what the last what it rolls. Might as well have a peek, see what it is. Oh, yeah. All right. And, and just yeah. just give me a yeah, just give me a sec. Okay, I got two yeah. exploding successes, uh, with uh, two two successes with strife, and uh, one opportunity. So I'm just checking a moment to see what I got on my opportunity. Of course, go right ahead. Um, however, I. I am going to spend the opportunity to speak carefully to minimize the consequences of dangers that might arise from this. Because right. it's like, I don't necessarily know. He's fishing hard now. He is. She he can figure out is. enough. He's fishing. He's fishing hard. He didn't stop with food. And mm -hmm. He's not asking about Rokugani religious practice. He's, He's asking about yeah. unicorn. And mm -hmm. so this is getting weird. And I don't want to put anything in danger by this. So I'm using my opportunity to minimize danger regarding what I am going what you to might say. Absolutely. What, what, what I might like say. So with that uh, success, though, I will say that, uh, yeah, the uh, Ayuchi do have their own unique practices. It is uh, what they call Meishido. Uh, which you know to be uh, kind of uh, refers to effectively name magic and that they are able to, uh, as they say, uh, house uh, kami within objects so they can carry uh, different invocations for them uh, ready to uh, uh, release at uh, a moment's notice. However, the part that you're going to be careful about how you may or may not say it 
is that this could possibly be considered blasphemy in some circles. Most notably, the Phoenix have recently started to petition the courts uh, to uh, determine whether or not that this is a heretical uh, act or not. Are they binding and forcing the kami into these objects, objects against their will? These objects are clearly not shentai, which are religious housings for kami that are used in shrines and uh, and uh, temples, but uh, that these are everyday objects that the Daiyuchi uh, use and not always connected with the elements that they are uh, attracted to and that they are bound in this state of excited invocation wise without being able to be released and uh, until mm -hmm. Daiyuchi decides to. And uh, it's... Uh, it is a touchy subject, so uh, but you you have caught that, and you before you spill anything to that effect, you uh, make sure to uh, carefully choose your words going forward. Okay, so she says, "Well, each each clan of Rokugan calls upon the spirit of the kami in." In slightly different, different ways, uh, from the lion who call upon the their ancestors to guide them, to the dragon who uh, managed to gather the elements and stick them in bottles in some mysterious way. Um, so. The Ayuchi have their own magics, just like the uh, crab have their own magics that involve uh, fighting the the dark shadows. But neither Richi-san nor I are scholars of more than the marginal knowing that such magics exists we are, we are not scholars of magic for that you would need to speak to a shiginja i'm afraid hmm. uh, well that is uh that is fair i cannot ask one to uh speak on the ways of a sorcerer when you are not a sorcerer yourself but uh, what do you word... mean by this term sorcerer uh sorcerer i've never heard it myself yeah he pauses and he, he says one that abuses spirits and uh, others that uh as you say calls upon uh them calls upon jen and binds them with names uh something that is worryingly similar to uh rumors we have heard of uh the practices of the Uchi and the unicorn that they may have picked up more than they should have when they came through our territory. Uh, years ago, the nameless prophet came and helped free us from Rinpet sorcery and slavery when they uh, broke the shackles of uh, name magic and control, and that these sorcerer kings and queens could no longer control us this And uh, with that, Hayate kind of uh, uh, not quite leaps to his feet, but to like, and uh, Richie would notice this, to like a um, uh, a warrior's crouch with a of a, a aijitsu pose, and uh, uh, just uh, uh, 
shouts out, uh, that is not the ways of a Shugenja. That is not what the, what our families do. We, we call upon the spirits. We ask for their aid. We beseech them. But Haloon, they are not. And when he says Haloon instead of Haroon, uh, one of the guards in the room, not Fuad, but another one, like leaps with just preternatural speed. And this is a large man. He takes the the the, the curved dagger from his uh, sash and it has it at the throat of Hayate and uh, is just yelling at him something in Kamarish. And you've only been able to pick up a few things here or there, but you're able to pick up something along the lines of, um, uh, you know, uh, silence your tongue, unbeliever, or I will cut it from your mouth. Um, and the the emir has to has to calm thing down the things down quickly. Abdul Abdul, stay your hand. He did not mean any insult by it. And they they are just having the they don't have the same sounds that we do. I understand. And he kind of calms his man down, and. You know, Hayate and this other man are kind of in a stirrup. I, you know, Richie can see that uh, uh, Hayate has like his wakazashi half drawn, ready to slice the man's belly if he tries to go any further with this knife. Uh, but the Emir <laughs> tries his best to calm everything down. It did not mean an insult by it. You have to understand that here in the Kamaris tradition, names have power and they are to be respected. And this man is, well, he is, he is devoted to me, and he feels that any mispronunciation could be considered a, 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 a an act of slander against me. And I, I am trying to assure him that this was this none, of, no insult was meant, at least in that regard. Hayate-san, please apologize. Back down. Apologize for what? Or this man's for uh, mispronouncing for mispronouncing the name of a lord, not your lord, but you would not do so to another clan's champion, would you? You would not speak so. And yeah, with your uh, paragon of compa- of courtesy uh, advantage, that is ring true to him and remind him of his devotion to Bushido and uh, of his of his uh, of what he should be doing and. With that, his hand releases off his blade. The wakazashi starts to slide back into its saya, and he bows his head, not his not his back so much, but his head. Forgive me for mispronouncing your 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 name. And he uses you know uh, daimyo for this uh, for to the emir instead of his, his title emir. Um, but I will say that uh, you may be misinformed on the ways of a Shugenja. And I will leave it at that. And he kind of starts to settle back and Abdul releases him and takes his dagger and kind of slides it back in with a bit of an intimidating stare down, but finally returns to his position as, as a bodyguard to the Emir. And the Emir is like, I'm, I am sorry that this has gotten out of hand. I, I, I did have questions about Rokugan and was truly interested in your cultures. There have just been some worrying rumors that we have heard and was hoping to get some uh, something to ease my mind as it were to 
what we know of the of the unicorn and whether they are practicing sorcery or not. I understand that the magics of both uh, empires can be perceived differently from one to the next, but I'm sorry if I have given insult to you. I should have been more open about what I was what I was asking. Hay- Hayate-san is uh, his clan are a people who deeply revere the spirits of the forest and he therefore is is protecting his clan's uh, relationship with the spirits of earth and nature uh, as i understand it uh much of the we all venerate the kami one way or another <laughs> he says hi especially lady shinjo reminding you that the uh, the fox clan originated as the original uh followers of the kirin who stayed behind in rope when the rest of the clan mm-hmm. left on their adventures that is that is true his people followed lady shinjo before she left as you said to meet and free this this ren pet kingdom well uh, that is true we have heard tales that the uh the the unicorn did do battle with them as well and in that we consider them uh marginal allies that they have understood that uh the slavery and mistreatment that the Rinpet had uh, put upon the people of this region for uh, centuries before the nameless prophet came and freed them all was, was wrong to everyone, even outside. Just remember, though, that, that names have power here, and they are to be protected and respected and not to be taken lightly. As, uh, as uh, a, a, name, a name can control us, and it, uh, it is meaningful here. Do you not you you introduced yourself to us and we introduced ourselves to you? Is that were we not supposed to use our names oh, no. in you, you, you such may, a way? You may you may use your names, you may say your names, but and and have them proudly, for you you bear them as free individuals, uh no longer possessed by those who wish to subjugate you. Uh, you should be proud of your names. And that pride uh, is, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately caused our, our mm, confrontation here today. That uh, uh. Abdul, Abdul's pride in my name and his serving of me is uh, something that he takes uh, perhaps overly seriously and that he is not used to those who are not uh, familiar with how to properly pronounce it that if one is to slur one's name it can be considered again slander uh against uh, against that person uh to to at least mock them if not to denigrate the name that they would that they bear proudly uh, well there 
that makes that makes sense. I, I I understand that. But if someone said asked to give a name, you would not do that. To give up a name to a to a sorcerer, never. That or some be, such. Uh, yes, that would be uh, that would be tantamount to to giving over your entire life and uh, to control of this person. Uh, uh, we uh, we 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 would never. And so, any magics that involve the uh, binding of of names and uh, servitude, uh, that is considered to be one of the greatest. Uh, blasphemes to uh, to our ways and to the teachings of the nameless prophet are there many uh, I do not mean insult there have been times in the history of Rokugan where evil men and women have done wicked things to harm the empire uh the crab clan in particular fights against the shadowlands uh a a place of evil though others sometimes use the power of that place and other evil magics to exert their will though the empire as i understand it destroys those who would who would dare do so, bring harm to others. Um, but is this a common problem, uh, a rare problem? How, how large is this problem within your lands of, of evil sorcerers? Um, you see him, uh, uh, sorry, you, you hear uh, Abdul uh, mutter a uh, bit of a, a, a curse beneath his uh, uh, breath, uh, something about uh, the wicked tiger woman. Uh, but uh, the emir raises his hand to kind of silence uh, Abdul again and uh, says, the, the problem is less severe than it has uh, been in the past. That was mostly a problem with the, with the previous Ren Pet Empire. But we have known those who over the years, have still practiced the uh, uh, sorcery of controlling those through blood for those who bind the... Uh, and he uses a term that you're not overly familiar with uh, that you think he means by spirit when he says jinn, the binding of jinn to objects to trap them within, uh, you know, uh, household objects from uh, a pendant to a ring to even... And he points off to one of the oil lamps burning on the side of uh, of the tent to to even trapping a gin within a lamp. Uh, they can uh, uh, then take this power with them and unleash it at uh, at will. These uh, sorcerers are uh, conniving and deadly. They have a multitude of uh, bound spirits or demons or gin ready to unleash upon those who would wish to gain their freedom or the freedom of others, or even the freedom of the spirits that do not deserve this treatment. So this is binding a spirit that is from outside into an object, not wakening the spirit within an object. Yeah. He kind of looks at your term of uh, Nemorani 
lumbering one and he's thinks uh for a while and tries to put it together um and he thinks no the oil lamp is uh but an oil lamp but when you can bind a a spirit into it a, a gin you know perhaps an afrit and now this lamp can produce a uh a, a great gout of flame from the ifrit's uh uh very nature but uh, one could also have bounded into, say, a uh, even into a even into a water may it may heat and boil uh, as a, as a teacup does because of the new nature of it with the freet bound within it. But uh, it is still uh, still a fiery beast, even if it is connected to simply a glass for water or tea or chai. Interesting, I. I'm no 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 scholar of theology though. Uh, painter, yeah, yes. Oh, this is unusual to me. Yeah, right. You're like a freak gin. Oh man, this sorts of new and uh, I don't even know this stuff uh, in Rokugan. <laughs> right? <laughs> let alone let alone another uh, religious uh, hangups and whatnot. Yeah. Uh and he says while well, the while well, the the uh the rampant slavery of uh of sorcerers and sorcerer kings and queens are long past. They still work in si secret and silence. They still enslave sometimes villages or even just uh, household servants to become um, not just uh, those who uh, work for you in your employ, but become uh, literal uh, slaves to you in mind, body, and soul. It is... Uh, it is something that we are continuing to try and stamp out, but it is it is no longer a common problem. Uh, as an aside, do do we know enough Shadowlands stuff? I, I don't know what's common knowledge in the Empire to know about sure. Maho Sukai, or is that buried? That not not anything other other than Maho and blood. Yeah, sure. We don't know. We might know a little bit because we traveled around with someone who hunted down Maho Sukai. Uh, again, says there. As it said, this sound. This sounds very much like Mahusukai. She says the term, uh, blood blood mages, uh, from our from our empire, who are evil. You mm -hmm. sorcerers, evil that do this. But uh, any uh, loyal samurai would would kill Mahosukai who they they encountered uh who was well, I'm glad to this. hear that uh Rokugan also understands with the 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 inherent evilness of a uh of a of a sorcerer and those who truck in blood magic and hopefully are coming to understand the horrors of uh those who those who bind names as well again I'm I'm sorry that this uh meeting came to such a uh a, a contentious uh, uh, end, and uh, Hayate, I apologize on behalf of uh, for uh, the threat and for not speaking more plainly about what I was uh, after. If I was, if you feel I had manipulated you in any way, I I apologize. It was uh, it is a difficult subject to bring up. Uh, this thing of uh, is. Are your neighbors uh, practicing the, the that which they shouldn't? Um, I will I will do my best to let you know what I'm uh, seeking for in the future. But I do hope that we can speak again of uh, our respective uh, empires 
and cultures without it uh, having to come to blows again. And Hayate kind of just just bows his head. And again, in Rokugan, would be considered probably a disrespectful uh, bow, but the Emir takes it as uh, 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 a conciliatory uh, uh, motion. Well then, um, let's let's call it there for tonight. Um, I will have to be leaving uh, onto uh, other business in my lands, but I will I will make sure that uh, uh, that Fuad will take you on to uh, uh, the city and make sure that you have been set up with uh, lodgings and that uh, you can uh, be introduced to the court there of the Sultan uh, as soon as possible. But uh, I will return uh, in just a, a few weeks' time. But I have a business that I need to attend to. So uh, again, I apologize, and I hope that our next meeting is uh, uh, a bit more fortuitous and perhaps more enjoyable. Thank you very much. Thank you. You, as we have said before, have our great gratitude. Indeed. Thank you so very much. And with that, Fuad will take you back uh, and guide you to your tents. I'm Robert Orbaishi Shinichi, your host and narrator, thanking you once again for listening. Remember to catch new episodes every Monday. If you want to catch them early or are looking for more bonus content, please consider becoming a supporting member of the Patreon at patreon.com slash courtgames. I am Tyler, and I've been playing Akoto Ricci. You can find me on my personal accounts on Twitter, at Church of Games, or on Twitch, also as Church of Games. You can find the show on the web at courtgamespod.com, on social media platforms such as Facebook and Instagram under Fortune and Strife, and on Twitter at L5RFNS. If you would like to contact us, you can email the show at fortuneandstrife at gmail.com. This is Jeannie, a.k.a. Kikita Kaori, and also known as, at least today, Doji Gen. You can find me at my blog at the Winter Garden of the Kikita website, along with helpful materials for the RPG, and also on Twitter at White Veils or on Facebook. If you like, I am also found on the Court Games RPG podcast as a writer for Emerald Legacy, or check out The Table is Yours for fiction readings of the FFG stories. This has been Fortune and Strife, a Court Games production in association with D20 Radio Network and the Rokugana Historical Society. D20 Radio, where gamers roll.